like my other guests she is a co-host miss serotonin <laughs> miss serotonin how are you i'm well i'm well Mr. Tony how are you oh listen i'm doing the best i can with what i've got and <laughs> what i've got is a wonderful co-host who brought today's topic to me came to me and said this is what we have to talk about today and I was really, really excited when she brought up the idea because I think there's a lot of meat on the bone. So, co-host, I'm going to give you the floor. Tell everybody what we're talking about, why we're talking about it, and then I will give you my thoughts as you require them. Absolutely. So... Hello, and I'm happy to be here. Let me say that first. But um, also, uh, this topic is uh, is not as well researched, I think, um, as as I'd like it to be, uh, because it actually has such deep roots. And it's again, I, I'm going to say this. I teased it at the end of the the last episode, the Mike Cheddar episode. But I think this is the single most important political event shaping American politics today that we just absolutely do not acknowledge or recognize because it has again this this has some meat on it like chris said but we are going to talk about gamergate and Mm. i'm going to tell you why you should care and how it has so many ties uh to modern conservative movements okay okay so chris do you remember gamergate oh i remember gamergate i remember gamergate (laughs) very well um, I, uh, I was, I, see, I'm very much in the, um, in the retro gaming scene. I, I, you know, I follow a lot of that kind of stuff. So, um, when you talk about retro gaming, uh, a, a vast majority of those who are into retro gaming skew older and skew whiter. So yeah. a lot, uh, and, and listen, I, I, this is not me uh, denigrating older white gamers in, in any way, all right? But, you know, the statistics are the statistics. And following the channels that I follow game, you know, in terms of gaming, I, was, I saw a lot of very disappointing <laughs> things <laughs> from people. Um, 
in the gaming community. Uh, but I, I don't want to keep rambling. But yes, I do remember Gamergate. So, <laughs> so Gamergate, uh, just to give anybody like a, a refresher course, if you were to Google Gamergate, of course there's a wiki article that's oh, yeah. good. Um, but the majority, I will say, if you don't Google it, if you look on YouTube or any social media platform, the narrative that's fun about it is that a bunch of SJWs got mad at gamers in the gaming community. Um, and that's really kind of the slant of the. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, that's kind of the slant of the Wikipedia article. Do you, uh, did, did you get? Yeah, that? in a way, it is. It absolutely is. Because that um, that's I the. So. I have. I, 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 again, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I have that in my. I have a few notes here. A couple of things from Wikipedia and a couple of things from Kotaku. And right next to my Wikipedia thing, it was like, this seems weird, dot, dot, dot. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's reasons behind that. Because, you know, of course, Wikipedia is publicly edited and, you know, right, all, all right. of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bias that goes into these articles. And, again, they're very easily changed. But, um, you're right, there is a slant, a slant to it. But I... I I kind of want to talk about what it was originally. Okay. So in um, 2014, Zoe Quinn, who uh, goes by they, them pronouns now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mistaken. So if anybody knows and I accidentally misgender um, Zoe Quinn, please, you know, let, let us know. And it's not intentional in any way. If I accidentally say she, it is because at the time Zoe Quinn was identifying as she. I, I, I do I do that all the time with Elliot Page, and I feel like a piece of garbage. So, yeah. I know. It's, it's hard, but you know what? We, we have, have to, to put the work in. You, work it, on it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And the more you talk about Elliot Page, the easier it is to say he. Right. That's, that's all it is. There you but, go. So we're going to talk about Zoe Quinn. Um, so in 2013, Zoe Quinn actually, she's an, in, well, they are an independent game developer. You already did it. See? <laughs> I know. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, Zoe Quinn was she in 2013. That's what I'm saying. Fair play. Okay. But Zoe Quinn created a game called Depression Quest. It's like a text-focused game. um, And it's kind of trying to convey the experience of depression. And it was a really, really cool game. It was based on their experience with uh, the illness themselves. So super, super important. Did you play? Um, The game received like super positive reviews on gaming media everybody was talking about it it was a huge buzz in the indie gaming community um because of its realism and it's you know it's close since i think uh, at the time millennials were feeling super disaffected as we still are did, did, <laughs> did, did, did you did you did you get the, did you get the chance to play it because i did and i thought it was incredible yeah i i did i did i actually didn't get to play it until the following year Okay, um, okay. But I did get to play it. it was, I thought it was an incredible game. Um, and it, yeah, it's not really about like a, it's not. It wasn't a skill based game. It Mm-mm. wasn't like a you know. Of course, it's not a first person shooter. It's, it's just a text based game. But like, uh, it was really story driven, really character driven, and it's kind of amazing in that way. Um, and I think that kind of set the tone for indie games to come for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, she got great reviews for it. Everybody loved it. Um, but then. Quinn's former boyfriend, Aaron uh, Joni, made a horrible post, a horrible blog post, really bad. It included uh, emails between the two of them, personal text messages, uh, chat logs, um, and it was talking about how much she, she at the time, again, 
had cheated on uh, on him on Aaron, and uh, also implied that Zoe had exchanged sexual favors for positive game reviews, which was patently untrue. Zoe had done no such thing; that mm. never happened. Um, but and Aaron later deleted the post. Uh, I believe a few months later. But in the meantime, it got to 4chan and 8chan and Reddit (laughs) and every uh, primarily male-dominated space on the internet Mm -hmm. um, that were in turn very, uh, very disturbed by it. So Zoe began getting death threats in in about four months after this post. Zoe got death threats, rape threats, um, you know swatted like all types of bizarre horrible things that internet users do um and that was their life zoe uh and her new partner her boy well and their their boyfriend yes um were both harassed out of their jobs because insane deranged people on the internet harassed their jobs to the point where they were not allowed to you know they weren't they they couldn't be there anymore the jobs could not take it it's only so many times you can change your phone number i suppose right um they fled their home um and it was it was really it was really strange then they began um you know hacking zoe and um shared personal (laughs) nude photos of them all over the internet so the that's the the main story. That's that's basically the gist of what happened. But if you're in the know, you know this kind of goes a little bit before that. So we're gonna back up to around like 2012, okay. um, and talk about Anita Sarkeesian. Okay, yeah, all right. Just ex- you gotta explain. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure, sure, for sure. I'm going to um, talk about Anita Sarkeesian, and this is why. Because this is gonna be a long episode. I'm just gonna, you know yeah. what? I'm just gonna say it right now. That's, you know what, like. Because none of this needs to be rushed. It's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it's a really meaty topic. And again, I'm going to tell you guys, I promise, I'm going to get to why this has affected the American, uh, the American political landscape so heavily. And it was really like a predictor of things to come, especially for the 2016 election. 100%. But um, let's back up. We're going to go to Anita Sarkeesian. Okay. In 2012, Anita Sarkeesian came out with a YouTube series called Tropes versus Women in Video Games. And from a female perspective, she discussed popular tropes of female characters in video games and what we could do to improve them mm-hmm. um, and make them more fleshed out human characters rather than uh, these particular tropes, you know, Dragon Lady and of course. Um, the, the sexy orphan and all these you know, <laughs> different, different tropes that we have about uh, women in games. So but immediately... Anita in 2012, she actually had her own series of, uh, you know, harassments. Every, if you look at YouTube videos from about that time with popular gamers and not so popular gamers, especially, the uh, matter of fact, the less popular they are, the more negatively they respond to these, this YouTube series. Right. <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, but just bashing this person saying, and, and that's also kind of where we got the term SJW. Mm. Um, social justice warrior and 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 you want to talk about how some like things the political landscape how much is that phrase forget it i'm just right yeah (laughs) right that's thrown around so that wasn't the the genesis of the phrase itself but it was uh no no but it was the correct right yes that's what yeah i yeah right 
it, it's it's the it's it's the it's the Henry Ford of of phrases. It's not like exactly. you know like it, like, it, like people were, like a couple people made like like I think the Durier brothers might might have made some cars, but like the Model T is like that's what set it off. It's it, it's yeah. just, right. You know. this, this this was the moment. This was the Model T moment for that uh that subset of gamers, and it was really um hor- horrible. Anita um. When the Gamergate scandal with Zoe Quinn occurred, Anita also had like a massive uptick in harassment um, to the point where she couldn't even speak at, uh, she was going to speak at Utah State. The school received three anonymous threats and they all claimed to be affiliated with the social movement as they called it Gamergate, even though they completely lacked any any message, consistency, anything. Right. The whole the, if you speak to a guy or a person, let me say a person who is involved in uh, Gamergate and considers themselves a Gamergator, uh, they will always say, no, this was about how, uh, you know, how incestuous the relationship is between uh, game gamers, like game developers and uh, gaming media. And that was their issue. And they were, you know, trying to right these wrongs and expose injustice and how some, you know, great games, well, what they thought were great games weren't getting any press, but then, you know, something simple got pressed like like Zoe's game. So that happened. And of course, there's also uh, Brianna Wu, who was the co-founder of uh, the video game studio Giant Space Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, well, her information, all of her identifying information, she was doxxed and it was all put on 8chan, 4chan. Can I just mention one of my one of my notes here because you you, you for sure no just just be only because you specifically noted uh, something that I like you just you brought up something in my notes <laughs> so, um, there was definitely um, a um, a slant the, the the note that I have here is the last of us. <laughs> because because the and and the and I know I, I my notes are always like succinct I knew why I was saying that it's because as you were saying um there was a sentiment that simpler games or games without um as much uh narrative weight or merit were, were being propped up simply because they had certain themes um and the reason i write the last of us is because having played through the first last of us and cried and thought that game was beautiful um and then getting the dlc and seeing the journey of the character who we just brought up elliot page right like who was Uh pretty much i want to say that character was supposed to be ellen page before elliot right like Right. You know, right. so then this so that, was. right. Yeah. So then this character who is based on this person, and everybody said that and knew that. Um, you know, that like that that Ellen Page, Elliot Page connection was was made from the start. And then we see Elliot go through their transition, and then this character goes through the transition. It's like, wow. Blah. But again, like you were saying, a lot of the criticisms were these games aren't as good. The Last of Us has an HBO uh, Max series coming out that, quite frankly, it's like the game looks just as good in terms of, like, its narrative 
Uh-huh. So you you can't it, it's it's an it's an illogical illog- illogical argument. That's the point that I'm making. The the, the right. That's that's what I wanted well, to be say. Careful because you know they will call you a white knight, a social justice warrior, and also a simp. <laughs> oh, forget for saying such Right. <laughs> so these are some of the best games that have come out. I think the most interesting, uh, the most thought provoking, the most engaging games that have come out. Uh, you know, like like The Last of Us. You have these. Yeah, there's there's so much to be said for adding, um, and I hate to use the word because I know this is like a, a hot button word, but there's there's something to be said for adding diversity to a writer's room, to Absolutely. a developer's room, um, to an animator's room. There's so much to be said for it, um, and it, it's super important to have these different perspectives because they add layers to the experience that are that are meaningful. And I don't, I I know the whole. Well, let me just say on a micro kind of scale, right? Mm. The reason these guys, I think, are mad is because this was their thing. This is the thing they got bullied about. This is the thing they, you know, were not openly able to state. This is the thing that made women's eyes roll on dating apps. Well, at the time, the nascency of dating apps and on social media. This is the thing that they have been ridiculed for. And it's something, you know, the community then becomes so much more insular, just like other... um, you know, like other games like D&D and, and stuff like that, the community becomes super insular, even anime, God knows. Oh, absolutely. Um, so guys, when they see other people, you know, finding their thing and saying, oh, this thing is pretty awesome, they're like, wait a goddamn minute. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, you, you guys threw me in a trash can for this, or you punched me in the eye, or, or you refused to date me, which is like the biggest issue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You refuse to date me for liking this, and now you you're saying that you like it. Fuck off. So it's like I get it, and I hate to say it, but I do have empathy for that. There there's empathy to be had for that. Um, can I can, of the way that we treat people? Can can I can I just um I don't want to say a devil's advocate or a counterpoint. I don't know. I just kind of want to respond a little bit to what you're saying because I for sure I I I, I hear what you're saying. And I um, I agree with it largely. Um, and I definitely think that we have to have empathy for um, some people. But I, I at the at, at the risk of sounding self-indulgent or like full of myself, whatever, I'm just gonna give you my personal experience and why I think that some of these individuals who have these feelings, yes, we can give them empathy, but I think they need to take a breath and maybe look in the mirror a little bit, right? They, they absolutely do. I think everybody is due for some introspection. Right. So, for sure. So let me, so I, I just want, I just want to be clear. So um, I have loved superheroes and comic books. I am a comic book geek, nerd. Um, I know more things about Batman than a human being should. Um, and Wonder Woman, we got to talk about the road thing. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, oh, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Let, don't let us forget, please. We have to, we have to talk about that. We have to um, talk about so, so I, I've been inundated in, in nerd culture um, my entire life. It's, it's been a part of me. Um, you know, I have the bat symbol tattooed in the middle of my chest. I've had no, I, I've had no problem having sex with women, and I, and and again, <laughs> that like that's not me trying to be like, oh, I'm the man. Blah, blah, blah. 
No, you definitely get more butts and ass. I mean, more, uh, <laughs> yeah, more butts and ass trees. There we go. That's a but no, but 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 the thing is, for me personally, and I can't talk to everyone's journey, but for me personally, I made a decision when I was real young. I'm like, okay. I like this. This is what I like. This is who I am. Right. And I almost feel like women respected me for it. We do. And that. so this is the thing. I cannot speak for all women. I cannot. But I will say that the love of my life is the fucking nerdiest man. <laughs> there you nerd. go. Right? Like, anime watching, video game playing fucking excited about whatever new tech is coming out, nerds out about it, fucking Akatsuki cloud print wearing, Goku uh, t-shirt, Naruto pants motherfucker you've ever met in your life. But you gotta own and it. You, you, you Listen. I love them. I, I love them. And I, also, most of the men I've dated have been a little bit fucking nerdy, even if they didn't, <laughs> they weren't a part of a little bit of, you know, a fandom in particular. Listen, Maybe listen. I'm going to tell you right now, I, whether, whether I am, whether I am meeting and be, when I'm, whether I'm hanging out with my friends, whether I'm, I'm, you know, dating someone, whatever, I'm the same person all the time. The first time I met you in person, what did I bring with me? You, you brought a puppet. Do you know why I brought a puppet? Because I fucking love puppets. I don't care who thinks that's stupid. And it's, I loved it, and everybody fucking loved it. Everybody loved it. It was my family laughed. Everyone laughed. It was great, but 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 the thing is, again, I think that there's a problem. You know, just getting back to the, you, know, the, you know the kind of the gamer gators because <laughs> this episode's going to be so long, but it's fine. It is. But no, but getting back to them, I think that there is a certain subset of the population that. You know whether it's a, a problem of maybe needing therapy. I don't know what the answer is. I'm I'm not a I'm not a psychologist or, or what have you. But they have a problem with self confidence. So it's not so much oh women don't like me because I like Dungeons and Dragons. It's I can't get liking Dungeons and Dragons to work for me. So therefore, I am going to blame the women who don't respond to Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Well, there's, not, there's, and, and not to pick on D&D, because like, I know something. Like, no, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I'm, I'm going to say there's, there's another layer to that. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, like, there's a concept by R.W. Connell and his uh, gender order theory. Well, in their gender order theory. Um, called what, wait, what, what's, what's, the, what's the name again? I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar, so I just want to hear it again. R.W. Connell, she, excuse me. Uh, and see, that even... Yeah, uh, that was, listen, you caught yourself. That's the important thing. But I'm sorry, R.W. Connell. So it's C-O-N-N-E-L-L. -L. Okay, okay, yep. And uh, she has a, a theory called gender order theory. Um, they. It recognizes multiple levels of masculinities uh, that vary across time, society, culture. It, it's very temporal, right? Okay. Uh, but hegemonic masculinity, masculinity is defined as a practice that legitimizes men's dominance, like their dominant position in society and justifies the subordination of the common male population and women and other marginalized uh, ways of being a man. So that includes trans men, non-binary uh, masculinity, you know, like people who are genderqueer, that includes everybody who's not the top. So it's like an echelon. 
Right. Um, and it perceives, of course, femininity as the bottom of the barrel there. So in these spaces, these men are what will be considered by, um, you know, like the, the way that we joke, like Dorito crumb fingered, Mountain mm-hmm. Dew sipping, 400 pound in your, your mom's basement, basement because, yeah. you know, fat phobia is also a part of these things, It's right? It's all, it's... <laughs> it, it's isn't it always? Isn't, isn't... <laughs> always, 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 because people just hate people in fat bodies. Like, it's just such a, big, it's such a big deal that people, if someone says, oh, yeah, I'm fat, somebody's like, oh, yeah, but you're so gorgeous. <laughs> it's you, like, yeah, I didn't say I was ugly. I said I was fucking you, you and like, I, you, not... you and I have skated by very nicely by not being fat i used to be fat though just for the record i was out i was a chunky boy i was a chunky child um who you know what we'll talk about yeah i was gonna say we're gonna get off the rails later later. and i I will one day reveal to you the story of uh of puberty (laughs) and how disturbing it was okay but but yeah this, this is the idea so like these men Again, if you're in a patriarchal society, as we are, mm-hmm. right, and what we know and what, you know, we've read from Bell Hooks and many other very, very smart people um, who, who dissected gender studies and, and have added so much wealth of knowledge to it is that men work in a kind of one-up position. You know, like, that's how Absolutely. relationships are. Mm-hmm. They have to have the upper hand in these situations. These are men who have never gotten to live the hegemonic masculine ideal in most cases. Right. Because their fandom disqualifies them from from doing so. And their fandom, because as a man, we know stoicism is the the lay of the land. You're not supposed to be overly enthusiastic or joyful about anything. Mm -hmm. So, of course, course naturally, it, it resulted in these guys getting some of the most horrible fucking bullying. And it goes to the court because this is their thing. This is an identifying feature of, of their lives. This yeah. is their, it's not just a recreation. It's not just a hobby. And during that same time that Gamer Gang was going on, we saw the rise of esports come, go to a level nobody ever thought this was going to be. We always had like nerdy pinball, pinball competitions and, you know, like arcades and stuff like that where everybody's trying to beat the high score. We never thought esports was going to be a thing. We never <laughs> thought streaming was going to be a thing. Hey, I- like, a matter of fact, the rapper T. Grizzly makes more money streaming on Twitch of him playing video games mm. than he ever did in his music career. Yeah, He makes $250,000 a month or something crazy like that. Just I, off streaming. So we never thought it would be to these this level. Um, but these guys, I, I think in some ways do rightfully feel rightfully feel like something was stolen from them because it was. And it was commodified. But instead of being mad at the systems that commodify their thing, like, you know, capitalism mm-hmm. and patriarchy, they in turn uh, just kicked the shit down the hill. So it got, you know, the, the issue became women. Does that make sense? No, no, it, it, it makes sense. Um, we we got we have four minutes before the break, but um, I just had a little moment of introspection and I just wanted to ask a quick question before we took break. Um, uh, do you think that perhaps, um, you know, I just described the situation where I said, hey, I was into... Uh, you know, these things, I did these things, yada, yada, and I was still able to, you know, fuck. <laughs> um, um, do you think that maybe people like me that have that attitude are, like, not helping? Because, like, as I was saying it, I was just thinking, I mean, I don't know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but I'm just wondering if, 
you know, maybe that there, there's a culture of like, oh, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, just do it. I think that's a, well, one, one, I think that's an incredible question and it really caught me off guard. So to give it the proper gravity and weight, I'm going to wait to answer that until after we break. But I will say um, it's a yes and no as of right now. And I'll explain why when we get back. Okay. All right. So you know what? We'll, we, you know what? Let's leave it there. And we will be back right after this. All right. So Chris, that, uh, that question was a lot. And uh, I'm going to say, like I said, it's a yes and no, because this is the thing. What I think you're forgetting about yourself at that time is uh, you were a wrestler. <laughs> like a tournament winning varsity wrestler in high school you, you did not have the same experience as these men in their formative years in that way because when you do a sport like wrestling or american football or even basketball there is a certain level of social prestige that comes with being able to use your physicality at a high level yeah. that ties directly into hegemonic masculinity. And it doesn't help that, you know, the sports you picked was literally you beating people the fuck up. <laughs> so, like, you know, you, no, this, the, this the, is one of those things. It, it's one of those things. It's, like, it's, this, is, this is very true. And it's, 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 it's just interesting to think about because, you know, I... I wonder if, yeah, that probably afforded me the ability to kind of join the anime club without uh, fear of, I don't know, like bullying or something. Because I I certainly joined the anime club after I joined, after, after I became a wrestler, so. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm so sorry, we have to take a quick break. There's somebody at my door. Oh, okay, no, 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 okay. Take a quick break and I'll play some weird funky music. Like we'll just do some <laughs> something funky. Okay. Funky music. Sorry guys. No, it's fine. Funky music and go. Hey y'all. Gloria Kincaid here. <laughs> and I just got a message for y'all. Just so you know exactly what's going on, okay? I'm only gonna say this once. Cause I don't like to repeat myself, especially no, no. in mixed company, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, just so you know. If I really want your man, I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like I salamalake him. If I really want your man, I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like I salamalake him. If I really want your man, I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like I salamalake him. If I really want your man, I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like I salamalake him. If I really want your man, I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the Pussy like Assalamualaikum That's And right. he's where you wanna be Honey, I don't gotta make him I got two big titties And he's loving how I shake him I always stay wet, bitch I don't do no faking I'm a whole damn snack Oh, you just not relating When he wanna wipe me up I remind him that he's taking Then I send him back to you But that's my boo, no mistaking If I really want your man I'm just gonna take him Have him praying to the pussy like Assalamualaikum If I really want your man I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like Assalamualaikum if I really want your man I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like Assalamualaikum if I really want your man I'm just gonna take him, have him praying to the pussy like Assalamualaikum
And we are back. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the individuals involved in Gamergate. Um, some people that were um, on the side of it. Um, well, one person specifically, Doug Tenepel. Uh, he is the... Um, the uh, creator of uh, Earthworm Jim. He is a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. To say the, to say the least, he is an awful person. I'm not even going to give a lot of his comments uh, air, quite frankly. But the reason I wanted to bring him up is because he was working very closely with uh, an individual named Tommy Tallarico, who uh, has a, <laughs> or had a video game system who, which I've discussed on this show in episode 43, the Intellivision Amico. Um, and what I've noticed is that a lot of the people who were either directly making statements during Gamergate, directly involved in it, um, whether it's you know some of those people or just those who um, supported that kind of filthy, gross movement, I've noticed that I've seen them in other gaming spaces. Uh, so, you know, in my following of you know the story of the Intellivision Amico, I couldn't help but to notice that a lot of people who were supporting the system were, you know, a lot of those, a lot of that same demographic that you were describing that, um, again, I'm not going to sit here and be an armchair psychiatrist, psychologist or anything, but maybe a little more socially inept um, or socially, a socially, Sorry, socially awkward you know, I, I, I've just seen a lot of that um, in other losing causes, I guess is the way I'm trying to describe it. Because the Intellivision Amico, for anybody that di didn't listen to that episode of my show, um, please listen to episode 43. You'll love it. Um, if you want to see something else that's not me, check out h bomber guys uh video on youtube it's called uh i believe roblox oof it's a tour de force on everything about this guy tommy tallarico um but i guess the point that i'm trying to make is that and, and, and I, i'll get your thoughts about this next um is that when something like gamergate dies down it's not as if, it's not like when the Civil War was won, everybody that supported the Confederate States just went into hibernation or just suddenly believed everything that the Northern States believed, right? They, these people are still in other spaces within the gaming community, within politics, which I think is the larger point that you were trying to make. I'm not putting words in your mouth. And you're, you're correct. Can, you're, right? So, um, you know, I, 
again, I, I one I, I'll just I'll just say one more time. I I think that I've seen a lot of those Gamergate people within some of these situations where they're holding on to ideas that may not be the best, but they're holding on to them tightly because they may not have anything else. That's correct. That's correct. And that's why, and not to tie it back to our uh, previous episode a while ago mm -hmm. with, um, with uh, Tushi Buwell, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, not to tie it back to that. It was it, it was it was it was it was the episode a fan of Kevin Samuels episode forty five, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it, and that was and it was a great episode. A wonderful episode. <laughs> but, it was beautiful. That's uh, that's all he has. That's all that man has. You right. know, like that's all these men have, and that's how easily they're able to. Uh, that's that's the reason they're so easily able to be radicalized in this way, is because we despite this being a patriarchy we don't have enough going on for men to be whole people men can only exist as archetypes in very much the same ways that women can so i think to wrap it up um what we can say is that we should all show a lot more empathy for each other because patriarchy and capitalism are killing all of us and all of the things that we find special about each other and special about ourselves will be taken and commodified. There will be backlash toward it. There will be a time where your little special thing becomes part of the popular consciousness. And at that point, you're going to realize that there needs to be something more to define you. And that thing should be being a member of the human species rather than, um, you know, those niggers and bitches over there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I listen. I, um, I couldn't agree with you more. And just to kind of piggyback on uh, what you said, um, I think compassion is so important. Uh, but I think that one thing that people have to realize is that. Although compassion may seem like the, the, the prettier thing, it's the more difficult thing to do. Um, Far more difficult. It's, 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 it's so difficult to do because, you know, when you talk about people who maybe perhaps hold bigoted views or, you know, again, we, listen, we didn't even get into the, all the, all the women who, were harassed in Gamergate. Uh, we, we we talked we talked about them off the air. One of them blocked me on Twitter. We had that conversation. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Let's listen. I, I'm not even gonna say her name. You know what? Like I'm not. I'm, right. So I'm not gonna make it lot, worse. Man. Like I just like so she blocked me. It's fine. I didn't say anything wrong, but there were a lot of guys saying a bunch of stuff. She blocked. She blocked a bunch of people. It, what I'm saying is. Um, these, these people don't go anywhere. When, when the, when, when Gamergate dies down, I, I'm going to, I'm going to distill this because I, I, I don't want to ramble too much, but when, when things like Gamergate, when these, when, when these 
quote unquote gates, right? Like, cause, cause again, like, you know, Gamergate is, it's a, you know, passage of, you know, Watergate, you know, uh-huh. right? Heaven gate. everything, everything gate, um, <laughs> not heaven's gate. That was a different gate, but it was, it, it was, <laughs> it, was it was a bad gate. It was, a, that was a terrible gate. It was, you know, gates be fucked up. Gates, gates are never good. Mm, I don't know. Kevin Gates, he was fucking his cousin. <laughs> exactly. All the Gates are fucked. All the Gates are fucked. Um, <laughs> gatekeeping? The gate, it, 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 I'm trying to think of a good gate. I can't think of a good gate. What's a good uh, gate? No. Louis Henry Gates? <laughs> Henry Louis Gates? Henry Louis Gates? He's the only good gate. He's the only good one. <laughs> He's the only Oh my god. All right. No, okay, so wait, let's <laughs> my stomach hurts I'm laughing so hard. Cause he's cause he's a cause he's a great gate. That's, that's... He's a great gate. Like there's only that's... great gates and there's terrible gates. <laughs> Raggedy, rickety fences, we should call it. Oh, oh no, man. Fence. Oh all right, no. So all right, all right. okay. Um these people don't go anywhere, right? So when when one when, when there we we will have these kind of cultural moments where there'll be this gate or that gate or this moment or that moment, and there will be people that will be in support of the negativity of that given moment, and they don't go anywhere. They go to other fandoms, they go to other uh, niche groups, and they fester in those moments or, or those spaces until they can maybe get in they can find the next gamer gate find yeah. the next national platform or the, the thing where they can kind of spew these disgusting kind of things they do and they it just propagates it just continues and then they radicalize others around them and they don't even know why they're angry. They don't even know what could be done to solve their anger besides, you know, women's and other people's heads on a stick. Hmm. Okay, so, so, um, so, so, Sarah, listen, we got to get out of here. Um, this this episode is already super long. Um, how do we fix this? Solve the world's problems. Go. Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm so good. At, I can't even solve my own. But again, I mean, there, let me say again. I think that's the. No, I, I was I was setting you up, but no, I want to hear your answer. Go, like yeah, I. No, no, no. Empathy is super important, right? Um, it, it, it's really important for each other, but there are limits to it. What we need is community. More than anything, we mm. all need community, um, and I mean that in a smaller and larger sense. We treat people terribly in this country. Disabled people are treated terribly in this country. Women people of all races that are marginalized, but also white people are treated terribly in this country. Absolutely. Poor, poor white people? Poor white people? They don't. Poor white people are nothing. There's a big difference between, you know, Grace and James and Vicky Lynn Carver. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, <laughs> Vicky there's Lynn a, Carver? Was that? <laughs> there's a fucking difference. You just, that was it's such true. a good made-up name. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, coming man. to the stage, Vicky Lynn Carver. <laughs> and I come out with like a bullet wig. Like, <laughs> bullet wig. 
Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But, but to actually like uh, to fix these problems, what we need to do is come together. We need to band together because the real war is class war. Mm-hmm. And every other social war happening right now um, is coming second to that, even though they're all parts of the same white supremacist capitalist patriarchal system, right? Mm-hmm. But as the wealth disparity increases, the divisiveness will too in communities and on a even a world platform. We need to realize that we have much more in common with each other as human beings, as working class human beings than we do with the rich people who are determined to sell you something at all costs. And I think that's where we start. We need to be mad at who deserves the blame in these situations. I'm not talking about your local entrepreneur who's, you know, employs 20 people. I'm talking about Jeff Bezos. I'm talking about Mark Zuckerberg. I'm talking about all of these billionaires who have profited during a pandemic that killed 1 million of your family members, of your friends, of your coworkers, and then has decided that we all need to go back to work despite the fact that infections may be slowing down, but they're still killing people out there, especially, you know, since everybody wants to be hyped up about children. Children's hospitals are full right now. Mm. And when that happens, what happens is triage. So your kid who's not as sick as the, say your kid has a 100 degree fever and it can be broken with Tylenol, but they still have COVID, but the other kid in the next room needs to be on, on ECMO or uh, needs nebulizer like breathing treatments and things like that. Your kid is just gonna get sicker because they're gonna send you home at emergency rooms. But we need to be mad at the people that made that a reality. And, and the people that perpetuate it. And the people that perpetuated are sometimes lost. We do need to hold them accountable mm-hmm. for sure. But we need to be mad at the source and we need to come together to resolve that. Once we improve material reality for so many people, and I'm, I'm this is an American centric kind of thing to say because, you know, I am an American. Absolutely. We- but once we improve things for Americans in our country right now, which is what we need to do. Um, materially, then we can focus on hashing out the rest of our differences. Until we do that, there's no other conversation to be had, um, especially while, you know, like kids are going to bed hungry and and women are dying every hour and the leading cause of death in pregnant women is murder. And we, we need to improve material, material reality because all of those things, all of those instance, instances of violence go back to the fact that people don't have what they need. They don't have the mental health services. They don't have the jobs. They don't have the opportunities. They don't have anything. And it's just getting worse and worse. That, so that's what we do to solve the world's problems. We focus on putting the blame where the blame is due and, you know, taxing billionaires. So in short, this is a very leftist podcast now. So yeah, no, has, it, um... <laughs> no, listen, and, and listen, and, I, and I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And I'm um, very unabashed uh, in terms of my politics and my feelings and things. And if uh, people don't like it, they don't like it. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but I think that's where we can leave it. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, I think just being honest with you, some people may see, you know, a compassion route as pie in the sky, but I, I'm kind of with you. I think it's really the only route. 
I think we have to be able to have this compassion with uh, our fellow Americans. And um, that's the only way we're going to be able to work together. Um, Sarah, listen, um, you are one of my favorite people on the earth. Thank you for co-hosting this show with me. Um, do you want to do my next episode with me? I have, like, I want to talk. There's this, okay. So there's this like white supremacist guy that was selling children's toys that I want to talk about, like, or like children's products. We should absolutely talk about that guy. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that fucking guy. Okay. Let's talk next time. Yeah. Okay. So listen, all right. So, okay. So that's going to be the next episode. So, uh, yeah. All right. We're going to do that. Sarah, you're my homie. I appreciate you. Um, do you have anything to promote? You don't have anything to promote. I don't think, not right now. No, right? not at the moment. Not, uh, not at the I, moment. I, not, I, we, yeah, you know what I want to promote? Class consciousness. That's what I'm here to promote. <laughs> promote class consciousness. <laughs> no, I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. And we will be back right after this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. So, real quick, um, Sarah and I teased an episode coming up next at the end of this episode. The next episode you hear is not going to be about what we said it was going to be about. It's going to be something different, but I promise you, if you thought that episode sounded interesting, it is coming soon. Don't think I forgot or anything like that. There was just another topic that kind of came up that, you know, tied into this episode and the one before it. So it felt like a nice little trilogy. We did that one instead. And that's where we're at. So if you are listening to this and you were like, ooh, I can't wait to hear that shit. It's coming, but just not next episode. Maybe the one after that one or the one after. We'll, we'll see. At any rate, if you like what you heard, you can check me out on social media. If you look up Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, we pop up. Oh, wait, did I say Instagram? Instagram, too. Yeah, we're, we're in a few different places. So let's make sure we got the list right. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah, I think that's the whole list. I'm pretty sure. So... Again, if you like what you hear, check me out. Take care, everybody.